Good morning. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Do you know the communion of the Holy Spirit? Have you encountered him? Have you met him? Are you personal with him? Well, today of all days is the day that the Father himself has appointed for an encounter with him. How sweet it is to be alive today, to be alive and to be green. Green brings joy not only for the Irish and for Kermit the Frog, but should bring joy for all men and women. For green is a sign that new life is coming. Green pushes up from the dirt, even pushes up through the ash on a burnt-out hillside. Green is a sign that new life is coming. The Lord hears each of you when you call upon him. He hears you, and he sends to you a personal sign that new life is coming, that a better day is coming, that life is coming for you. The Lord heard Israel in the wilderness when they cried out for the mercy of water. He commanded Moses to strike a rock. And all of the children of Israel sat in silence and held their breath and waited to see what it was that the Lord was going to do. And the rock split with a crack like thunder, and it gushed forth water, life-giving water, enough to quench the thirst of a whole nation. And everyone in the tribes, all of the tribes, sang, Hallelujah. Everyone knew that this was more than just a cup of cold water to quench a thirsty flesh. And so, years later, the prophet Isaiah interpreted this event, and he prophesied that the coming of the Messiah was on its way, and that there was coming a conversion of the Gentiles. There was coming a time where life was going to burst forth from the earth. He said, Therefore you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation, and great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Great in our midst is the Holy One of Israel. Green and bursting forth with life in our midst is the Holy One of Israel. Some eight centuries after Isaiah made that prophecy, on the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles, all the people of Israel were gathered in the temple in Jerusalem to recall and enter in spirit to that, Moses, to that moment when Moses struck the rock and the water poured out. It was understood by everyone that this was not a mere recollection of an historic event. It was what both Jewish and Christian theologians call anamnesis, as it were, entering into the very moment of that moment, entering into the eternal moment that that was in the kingdom of God. 
sort of like stepping through the wardrobe into Narnia and meeting Aslan all of a sudden and finding out that Aslan was really not far from you. He really was right there all the time. That he was not far distant in some other place. He was close by to you. And so it is that we may enter into those moments, those moments in the church where we step through the, the wardrobe and into eternity. The tradition of the Jewish celebration was that the priests would process with a golden jar of water that was drawn from the pool of Siloam. The water was carried to the foot of the altar in the temple, and all the people held their breath again and watched in silence as the high priest, like Moses before him, struck the vessel, and with a crack of thunder, water poured out onto the ground as an offering to on high. In the holy silence, the only sound was the water falling onto the ground. But this day, this day, today, where we are, this day, before the people had a chance to sing hallelujah, out from among them rose one man. And he rose with a voice rolling like thunder, like the crack of Moses' staff on the rock. The man was the rock himself. The man was Jesus. And Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Not just enough to quench thirsty flesh, but liver, rivers of living water for the whole of the people. And many heard him that day and believed. Even the Jewish Talmud teaches that in the drawing of the water there is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the rabbis went on to proclaim that the Spirit dwells in man by joy. The Spirit does not dwell in man by works, by performance. The Spirit dwells in us all by joy. And the Jews' feast that they had that day was just an appetizer for the feast that is set before us this day. Later that evening, in the courts surrounding the temple, the courts were lit as if it were midday by thousands of oil lamps. And the, the wicks in the oil lamps had been spun from the vestments of priests who were too, too old to serve any longer and had retired. And their vestments were taken and made into wicks for the oil lamps, perhaps someday, someday soon. Not today, but someday soon. And as the people accompanied on stringed instruments and flutes and cymbals, the Levites chanted the 15 songs of degrees, Psalms 120 through 134. And the last verse of the song rings out with these words, The Lord who made heaven and earth bless thee from Zion. In the silence after that very moment, Jesus stands again, in the light of the priestly lamps, 
And he says, once again, like rolling thunder, he says, I am the light of the world. Not some mere lamp that must have new oil put into it, but I am the light of the world, that light which cannot be overtaken by the night. The light is standing with his people. He brings the promise of illumination, of a new heart and of a new spirit that the prophet Ezekiel had foretold. To deliver the promise, to make it happen, he asks his father to send the spirit upon his people. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who came to the people of Israel by foretaste, comes rushing at the church on the day of Pentecost with the sound of a mighty wind and fearful tongues of fire. Yet he who is in that fearful wind, he who is in that frightening fire, he has not come to bring us fear, but he has come to bring us comfort. He has come to bring us salvation. He has come to dwell in us by joy, as even the rabbis taught. He will fill us with his joy if we only ask him. And when he lives within us, his fire will gently burn away the sin that is within us. Though he comes to us from the outside, though the Spirit comes to us by the water of baptism and the oil of holy chrismation, once he is in us, he works unceasingly with us in a synergism, synergia. He works unceasingly with us in a mystical way. His voice whispers to us to repent of our sins. His breath animates us to live as Christian people. He gives voice and words to us to speak the very things of the heart, those things of the kingdom of God, those things of love that we want so much to communicate but do not have the words. He gives voice and words. He is the treasury of all good things that we need. But if we want to hear his voice, we must first pray to quiet our own voice. If we want to hear him in the silence that is present within the wind, we must first silence the noise, the, the, the lack of peace that is there in our hearts. Saint Seraphim of Sarav said that if we acquire the spirit of peace, then a thousand around us will be saved. Do you want things around you, the noisy things that are around you, do you want them to change? I want them to change. I look at things around me that are out of order, and it either breaks my heart or makes me rage, one of the two. I want them to change. Well, if I want them to change, I must first acquire and live in the Holy Spirit of peace. I must neither have my, my melancholy overcome me nor my rage, but I must have the peace of the Holy Spirit 
overwhelm me. It was prophesied that when the Spirit is poured out, we old men among us will see visions, and you young men among us will dream dreams. It is promised that the hearts of the fathers will be turned toward their children and the children toward their fathers. We who are fathers and we who are children must ever seek the fullness of the Holy Spirit. If we are to have that gift of tongues that makes us able to communicate with one another in love, do you want better communication within your family? then acquire the spirit of peace. Do you want better communication? Acquire the Holy Spirit, and he will give you that tongue, that tongue which we all need, that tongue of the communication of love. Because we need the work of his presence in our life, that is why we pray morning and evening at all times, O heavenly King, O Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who art in all places and fillest all things, the treasury of good things and giver of life, come, dwell in us, cleanse us from every stain, and save our souls, O gracious Lord. How should we greet him today? There is a beauty in the wearing of the green that celebrates him and the joy of the new life that he brings. He is what the world wants. You want a green energy source? Well, his power is sustainable, renewable, burns clean, and is offered free for the asking. How's that? So, knowing that, because we know it, because we've heard it, because we've seen it, because we know he is here present, knowing that, call on him today because he hears you and he will answer. And may his personal work in each of us bring us to the completeness of our salvation in the kingdom of God. Come, Holy Spirit, abide in us to the glory of God the Father.